0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, this is your old buddy, Johnny Mays, just uh, thinking about this gorgeous, beautiful day we have here, the the day before uh, the Lord's Day, and when we shall all be thinking very seriously and contemplatively about the resurrection of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and what that means to each one of us. And so I just want to celebrate with you today with some thoughts concerning this great victory. And I want to start in the book of John, chapter number 12, uh, verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour comes from that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. That's a powerful, powerful statement, and yet... It's filled with intrigue and mystery and wonder and even can be very fearsome. And I say fearsome in the sense of awe-inspiring fear. Uh, (laughs) There's so many emotions that can come from just reading this short little passage. And many people have struggled with the language of uh, of this verse. And why does this trouble them? Well, I think it's because in the way they naturally think of death, something having to die. Uh, It's not a pleasant thought, death usually. Brings much grief to many people. And of course, around the globe, because of this pandemic, there have been great threats to the lives of individuals and many have succumbed uh, fatally to this this threat that's uh, encroaching upon us around the world. But I think about the Apostle Paul and his statement in Galatians chapter two. He speaks of death also in verse twenty. He said, "I am crucified with Christ." Think about that for a minute. We were discussing palms uh, or Good Friday yesterday and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and here Paul says, "I am crucified with Christ." Nevertheless. He says, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, present day, present time, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And right here in this passage is the revelation, once again, of the seed dying, and the truth that life comes forth from this death. Isn't that true though, when you look at it even from a a natural seed and the science of that seed? The seed must essentially die to itself. It ceases to be what it was. In other words, the seed must not, must lose its own identity to find the identity of the plant so the plant can live. Yes, the seed loses its old self so that the plant finds its new self. And in this way, it has died. It has ceased to exist as its original self. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying about himself first. Uh, He knew of his own uh, upcoming death. He would willingly lay down his life. And he spoke of it very often, though the disciples didn't understand it and wouldn't understand it even till after the resurrection. That he would raise himself up the third day, destroy this house, I'll raise it up in three days. Jesus realized that for this plan of God to go forth in the dynamic that it was intended, he must die so that countless millions upon millions upon millions throughout the ages could live. That's right. He would have to die to his original self in order that out of that death, life would come forth uh, from that planting of the Lord. And that's really what the resurrection is about. It's something that we understand, but yet we have to ponder it with great length. Which brings me back to another John in the Bible, John the Baptist, When John the Baptist said he must increase and I must decrease. These are powerful and prophetic words of St. John that echo in our hearts every day. Because you see from our potential of life is contained within who we are, but it's only revealed as we lose sight of our natural self. So that this new life that we have in Christ can come forward and manifest itself, produce itself. And yes, it does so as we nurture ourselves in the Lord, in His Word, in prayer, in fellowship, in music, and meditation, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We begin to see the increase that's Caused by our decrease of self and the increase of his life within us. We must decrease. When John says that he must decrease, he means that his own will, his own desires, his own ambition, his own hopes, etc., all this must dissolve, dissipate as Jesus takes over. It means that all selfishness must be abandoned and selfless living must be the founding principle for our lives. It's no longer about you. It's no longer about what you have intended for yourself, but it's about finding God's will, his plan for your life. To decrease before God means we have to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. Humility is the only way of giving up everything, surrender. Listen, when we surrender, we allow God to shine through us. When we let go of our lives and let God live, we let God be manifest and his testimony becomes clear to those people around us. When we die to ourselves, we permit the life of Jesus to increase his presence in our lives, which is the goal, isn't it? Isn't that the purpose? So what exactly does this mean? It means that he takes greater possession of our mind, of our will. It means he possesses us as we possess him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. It means that our number one goal and desire in life is the fulfillment of his holy will in all things in our life. It means that fear is cast aside and love, the love of Christ, becomes our reason for living. This is where liberty is. This is why Jesus can say emphatically that the truth shall set you free. Because it's very freeing to allow the Lord to increase in our lives. Is freeing in the sense that we no longer have to try and manage on our own. Jesus now lives through us. And true to the pattern of that 12th chapter of the 24th verse of John, when their life fell into the soil and died, it produced a harvest for the deep and the broadening blessing, the wide blessing of others. Your family will benefit as you die to yourself your church, your friends, your co-workers, your nation. When you put self in the back seat, you put Jesus in the front seat. Which brings me to the resurrection. Resurrection is a power. Many people, including Christians, view the resurrection only as a historical event. We pause during this holiday to remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and that's good. But resurrection is also a force, it's a power. Paul said, oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. And that power belongs only to God. So the death and the resurrection of Jesus were much more than just something that happened one time a long time ago. It's something more than just a historic demonstration of of what Christ was willing to do. No. It presents and causes to be revealed a change in the heart of a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, and even a community, even a nation, when they yield themselves to this living God and take on his life. Folks, when we come to a place where we die to our own ambitions and selfish ambitions and goals, and preferences and possessions and agendas, when we finally surrender and let it all fall to the ground and just pass away and be covered over, that very same power that raised Christ on that resurrection day will raise you up. They that humble themselves before the mighty hand of God, the Bible says he will lift them up and you'll be lifted up too think about these things today, my friend, as you approach this celebration and this memorial of Christ's victory over death, realize of a certainty that it is as much your victory as it is the Lord's. And he would have you think that way. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see... The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What was the joy that was set before him? Well, that's just it. Knowing that they who believe shall find life and that life more abundantly. Today, I just challenge you with this as we come to a close here. I ask you to be blessed. Let me pray with you. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let me understand this word that I'm, broadcasting uh, to the world in a greater proportion than I ever have. And let the hearer also be moved to make a commitment, to consecrate themselves and be changed. Help us on this resurrection weekend, Lord, to be empowered by this knowledge and this presence. Because he lives, I will live also. And let us herald that great truth. In Jesus' name. Until next time, give me a thumbs up on Facebook, message me, text me, let me know what you need, what your prayers are, uh, needs are, and we'll be glad to pray with you. Okay? Until next time, God bless.